Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Hello, hello, and welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. I am your lovely host, Miss Mika Nicole, and I have my co-host, Miss Janelle, Miss Gigi, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey honey. Hey, girl, hey, how you are, so are I can you? see you better. You I look- love those glasses. Those Thank are too you. cute. Thank you. Thank you. I need some new glasses. Like I've had these glasses forever, but it's like, I really need some new ones. And every time I get some new ones, I feel like they never fit my face how I want them to. Mm-hmm. So I never really wear them. So I've, I've been having these for like seven years now. Oh, girl, it's time for some new glasses. <laughs> well, the prescription is fine. It's, okay. it's the lens, you know, I mean, not the lens, but the frame. So every time I get the new frame, I always feel like they don't fit me. And then instead of just wearing them and getting them adjusted, I just go back to my original. So but anyway, (laughs) there we go with that. So how have you been? How things been going for you? Oh, good. It's been good. Been good. Yesterday was a beautiful weather here in cold New Jersey. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's been beautiful weather here too in Georgia because you know it's been cold 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 I know it's not as cold as Jersey but it's definitely been cold but we were in the 70s today so um we're supposed to do like a little barbecue today so I'm okay. so excited to get sit on the patio <laughs> and watch my boo cook and then yeah I've been seeing Chase out there grilling some stuff up I was like okay look at her go <laughs> girl yeah she loves to grill girl so today's topic we're talking about fetishes today guys like I'm really excited it's basically sexual taboos so we're just going to talk about a few of them it's so many sexual taboos out there but we're going to talk about some of the main ones or the the more mainstream quote-unquote taboos so one of the first ones we would talk about today is sex on your cycle and I know ladies that you do it I know some of you have done it hell I have done it (laughs) so sex on your cycle we'll talk about pegging and pegging is when a man actually wants his female lover to use a strap on a strap on penis and penetrate his anus so we'll talk a little bit about that we'll talk about golden showers Mm-hmm. which we know they kind of came really, really big and famous when the R. Kelly video came out. Unfortunately, when he was, you know, urinating on a underage girl. Mm-hmm. So yes. we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to also talk about men coming on women's face. Like, what is that fascination, girl? I have no idea. <laughs> like, why do they want to come on this woman's face? And then our last topic is, they call it erotic lactation. So that is basically when a man likes to suckle on a woman's breast and suck the milk out. So we will talk about that as well. First, we have our juicy topic of the day. Now, I had one, and then I think, Gigi, you had one too, right? Yes, ma'am. I did pull up one too. So we'll let you go first. All right, girl. So the one that I have is on Ashley Graham. 
the model. Mm-hmm. She's married, you know, she's a white woman married to a black guy. Her and they have, I think, two kids together now, but she's a big advocate about body awareness and body acceptance and all that. So she said that she feels like even if you don't feel like having sex with your man or your lover, you should do it anyways. And that foreplay, like prayer, should be a part of your foreplay routine. And I, and so a lot of people have a lot to say about that. And for me, I think that there are some times, right, that women will, women do not feel like having sex. Mm-hmm. Sometimes men don't feel like having sex. It's more rare, but sometimes men don't feel like having sex. And I right. feel like that's fine. But I think that when it becomes an issue of when we had talked about before, like low libido, or I think that we do need to make some type of effort to engage in sex with our partner. Uh Now, if I'm just, I'm tired, I'm just tired, you know, but that shouldn't be your excuse all the time, of course. But if you're tired and and you say no, no means no, period, point blank. But if you know that you're suffering from, from some type of low libido, I do feel like you should make an effort. I don't feel like you, mm-hmm. you, we are, women should just automatically have sex just because the person wants them to. But if you know you have low libido, make a little effort. Even if you are doing just oral sex, just make a little effort. Right. I don't exactly. know. What are your thoughts? I believe that too. You got to at least try. Life is going to happen. We're going to be tired, exhausted, not want to. But sometimes when you just start maybe just touching and kissing, then those feelings will come. And then you'll forget about all of that tiredness and go right out the window. Well, and I do feel like, you know, a lot of us women and men, we do work long days. Then we have to come home, take care of the kids. Or if we have kids, have to come home, take care of kids. Uh, Make sure the house is okay. If you're in school, do schoolwork. If you're doing other things that you enjoy doing, you may be very exhausted. Nobody, I don't like no sleepy head. Like, I don't like no sleepy head. I don't want no sleepy penetration. I need things to be, I need that energy level to be up. So if you're really tired, tired, I get that. But if you are just, it's like my libido is low and I know it's low. I think that's when it's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna make an effort tonight for you, babe. I'll do some oral sex or- you know, maybe I just let you get on top and ride it, you know, something, you know, because <laughs> you just never know. That may spark right. your flame mm-hmm. moving. So, okay, moving on. What is your topic, girl? Oh, boy. So, oh, no, hold can... up. Oh, I forgot to mention. Remember when she also said something about prayer as a form of foreplay? I thought that was a little weird. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I, I don't, I, know, I don't but... know. I feel like, yes, six. If you are a religious person uh-huh. and you're into, you know, you're into God and, and all that other stuff like that, that's fine. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. I don't know if I want to pray before I have sex. I don't know <laughs> if that's going to keep me. I think that's going to put me out the mood. You know, all right. So. We talk about yoga, but you talking about instead of praying God, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But okay, go ahead, girl. (laughs) All right. So when we first talked about this topic, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go see what's out there. And then I pulled up on the shade room. And then our favorite news source right there. Yes, yes. And then I put just in Google, and it also came up in the, the sun. 
about Adolf Hitler, his number one fetish was having the servants defecate on him. What? Girl. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, are you serious? He would literally, it said that he would want the women to, his, the servants and women to actually sit and he would watch them and or have them defecate on him. Oh my god! was turned on by shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it's so interesting. You know, I feel like people all over have some type of fetish, right? And it's, it's it is what it is. If you get with somebody that don't mind you and your fetish, so be it. But it's so interesting to hear. Oh, goodness, girl. Yeah, I, I know. That was a hard one, but. Defecating. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's not even <laughs> something I would ever try. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh-uh. So speaking of defecating, let's move on to golden showers then, because that just seemed like the logical place uh, to go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so what do you think about golden showers? So if y'all don't know, golden showers is when you urinate on someone. And that is, that can be, as some people really love it. Some, And I think what people like about it, in my opinion, is that they like the fact that it's warm fluids mm-hmm. and it makes things even wetter and nastier, right? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, this is just what I think. <laughs> Um, okay, so I I could see maybe in the shower type thing. I don't know uh, even about how people do it in the bed because when I was reading, I know they said some people, this one couple, they like to literally drink a lot of fluids before they would have sex. And he loved it that while they were having sex when his um, wife would um, have an orgasm, then she would pee. And he would like her to ride him. So then she would end up peeing on him. Well, you know, for me, I don't know how people are. But it but- sounds like that kind of goes along with what, we would ju- what I was just saying about it being like that, that warm, gushy uh-huh. feeling if she's riding right. him and she pees. And it's like, ooh, it's just like, I can imagine that being something that feels good in a sense. The warmth, the the hot, right? Because normally, like when you're doing those on those oils, we always Uh like the hot and cold. So I could see that the warmness from the urine being something erotic. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so they said that it's also called water sports. It's also called water water sports. And it they also said that sometimes it can be a component of dominant and submission so mm-hmm. it's like I want you to pee on me and then sometimes you it's it's not even about peeing on a person sometimes it's about peeing near the person peeing in front of the person having your partner pee near near on or in front of you like it's just any form of peeing and then some people just it just gets them aroused and they like it <laughs> what about I guess you? some aspect is like a, a power exchange for some people dominance over right Mm -hmm. what about you is that something you ever tried that's nothing I've ever tried I did have someone ask me about it It was like I want you to pee on me I was like oh really like you freaky freaky (laughs) (laughs) I probably would have done it because I tried anything once especially when it comes to sex (laughs) so how how did you feel when they ask you because that was one of the things how do you approach that 
in a conversation with your partner? Like, how did they come out and ask you that? They were just like, you know, just saying some um freaky stuff. Like, I want you to pee on me. <laughs> it was just a freaky conversation we was having. <laughs> That's all. It was just a freaky conversation, girl. But I think if this is something that you like, of course, get consent from your partner first. Everything when it comes to sex needs consent. Right. So get consent from your partner. Talk to your partner about your fetishes. And it's not easy to talk about your fetishes to anybody. But Mm -hmm. hopefully you have a partner that's open to you, open to hearing it, if that's something you're interested in. But have that conversation. Maybe start off slow with showing some videos. Talk about the sensation of it. What do you get from it? And then ask them, are they interested in experimenting with you? And if they say yes, they say yes. If they say no, you know, allow them to say no and have their feelings about it. You know, give them time to think about it if they need time to think about it. Also, you know, of course, you have to make a plan of action when it comes to water sports. Because if you're doing it on your bed, you want to make sure they are actual mats that you buy, that you put on your bed to prevent the urine, of course, from going into the mattress. And that's what you use to have sex on and to do the peeing stuff on. Of course, you can use blankets and everything else, but there are, you know, specified mats and things that you can use. Do you want to do it in the shower? Some people don't mind doing it in the shower because it's a little little less disgusting to them. (laughs) Right. It gives them that same sensation because... You're peeing on them, that same warmth, that same sensation comes, but then it gets washed right away. So that makes it a little less, like I said, a little less intimidating. Let me say that, not disgusting, but intimidating because it's not disgusting to people who like it. Right. Even though people say urine is sterile, it is not sterile. (laughs) Not exactly. So it can be some bacteria in your urine. Um, especially if you have like any type of infection down there or any open cuts or anything like that. Like, yeah, it's like ammonia will burn you. Right. Some people want to drink it, you know, when, when they're having sex and they're using urine play, they want to drink it too. So you just want to make sure that there are no infections, um, no open wounds coming out in the area where the pee is coming out. Also, drink water afterwards. <laughs> If you're drinking it, drink water. Ugh. Okay, so that was my take on that. Let's move on. Girl, don't wait, be wait, doing all that because there's people wait, out there. It's really people out there that this is their thing. So, you know, being a sex positive show, we want to, you know, not be disgusted. We can right. feel disgusted, but we don't want to, you know, we don't want exactly. people to, we, mm-hmm. we, we want y'all to know explore i'm all about this show is all about talking about these things but even if we don't like it even if we don't agree with it teaching you how to go about it safely exactly if you are going to do it you know because there are some people that are just interested in it and that's okay your mm-hmm. fetish is your fetish you know right <laughs> so let, i'm gonna tell you when i was my grandmother told me when i got older she was like that you know, they used to keep the pampers from the babies and wash their face with yeah. the urine to cleanse the face. So mm-hmm. Everybody said I got good skin because I had pee pee face, you know. <laughs> and that's probably true, girl. It's probably true. You probably got that good skin for that pee pee face, girl. <laughs> 
Okay, so our next one, let's talk about sex during our period. Have you ever had sex during your period, Janelle? I actually have. I always used, back then, I had a diaphragm. So I did use it when I had to use a diaphragm, not without having something to hold the flow back. I could not do that. But the diaphragm worked. So you had it, but it was with a diaphragm. Got it. Yeah. So you had a barrier. So right. you you had it, but it really wasn't what we talked about, the ushy gushy. Right. <laughs> cheated. I cheated. <laughs> but it's, you know, I feel like people think that it's so it's something so wrong with it. I don't find that it's a taboo thing. I feel like, I mean, I, it is taboo if we talk about it, you know society but i'm saying i don't feel like it should be i feel like why not if that's what you Mm -hmm. want to do in your sex life do it that's you if you're not a squeamish type of person is there's nothing wrong with it it can be messy but it's not an unsafe activity and that's what i think they think it's unsafe but it's really not Mm -hmm. it can help relieve cramps it can actually make your period shorter because the muscle contractions during like an orgasm actually push out the uterine contents faster. So mm-hmm. it comes out much quicker. It also increases your sex drive because of the hormonal fluctuations that come with your cycle as well as um, sex. It's definitely a natural lubricant. <laughs> oh, right. Now that's the best part of it. <laughs> natural lubricant. And it may also relieve your headaches. Side effects, people think that you cannot get pregnant on a cycle. But sometimes you really can get pregnant on a cycle because it depends on when you're having sex during your cycle, right? Because sperm can stay alive in your body up to seven days. Mm -hmm. So if you're having sex at the end of your cycle and you know you're getting ready to go into your next ovulation period where you're ovulating, that sperm can get up in there now. Yeah. You know, so That's you just right. never know. Definitely, it's it's best to still use protection if you're having sex during your cycle. And a lot of people think, well, if we have sex during our cycle, I'm not I'm not able to get pregnant. But yes, you really are able to get pregnant because again, sperm lives up to seven days. Right. So yes, I would say use protection not just for pregnancy but also for stds because mm-hmm. you can still get a and i know now they call it stis STIs, fancier term that they use now instead of std so sti you can still get a sexually transmitted infection during sex on your cycle and also it's easier to get more serious stis like hiv and herpes during your cycle but especially herpes May not herpes, but especially HIV, because it does live in your menstrual blood as well. So using protection is so important. If you're going to have sex during your cycle, of course, same thing. Talk to your partner about it. Tell yep. them how you feel about it. Tell, ask them how they feel about it. If you have a tampon in, please move, remove the tampon. <laughs> like, do not. I've heard please. stories, girl. Have you ever, I've heard stories where people have gone to the emergency room because they had sex and forgot they had a tampon in and it got stuck up in the, um, up in the uterus area, not uterus, but you know, close to the, you know what I'm trying to say. What's the cervix? The cervix. So Mm -hmm. yes. So please 
Remove first. Remove it first. <laughs> um, of course, you know, you may want to put a towel. You definitely put a towel down. Dark um, towel preferred. A colored towel is preferred. <laughs> yes, because I don't think y'all want to just see the blood. <laughs> <laughs> out of sight out of mind you know our our heads is what I think is most of it's up in our heads right is what you see and you're thinking but if you're really hot and heavy and in the moment who knows what you may end up doing you might forget all about it yeah you may forget all about it I know with me I've had had sex on my cycle a few times and I've had sex with men and women on my cycle and it hasn't to me with the man, it's a different sensation. So that's what I got from it. It was, I don't know, the pleasure level was different. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was because, you know, a lot of the times when you're having your cycle, your vagina is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. It, it feels sensitive to me. To me, my vagina feels sensitive. So I think when I was having sex with a man on my cycle, I could, it was just extra sensitive. So it felt the sensation was just increased. Wow. Um, So I had a lot more pleasure. We did use condoms because I'm a big advocate of condoms when having sex. So, but I felt good. I didn't feel bad about it. Then when I did it with the woman on my cycle, it was fine too. I mean, I've only done it um, with one person. (laughs) She knows who she is. But um, (laughs) we use tampons because of course, you know, it's oral sex. So we did use tampons. And and it was fine, you know, mm-hmm. it was fine. But we didn't do any. Did we do any penetration? I think we did do penetration too. But of course, we use you know. I always use protection on my straps. Right. So I and you remember to take the tampon out. Um, and I did remember to take the tampon out <laughs> when it was time for that part of it. Yes, girl. <laughs> any more thoughts, um, Janelle? Before we move on. No, you covered everything. We talking about doing it in the shower, using dark towels. Oh, we and... didn't talk about that. Yes, with your cycle, do it in the shower. Mm-hmm. That makes it because what happens or in the tub, what happens normally when you're in water, maybe not the shower, but in water, your flow kind of slows down. Slows down. Yeah. So it is easier if you're doing it in the water um, because your flow has slowed down. Mm-hmm. So in the water or in the shower, the shower, of course, you're not seeing any of the fluids you don't have to worry about cleanup and messiness and all that so yeah yeah (laughs) like I said a diaphragm or a menstrual cup which is what they use now back then just the diaphragm was the only thing but they actually have menstrual cups to use for that now now I know they don't use it for sex we know they don't use it for sex we know they use it to catch the flow but what concerns me about the menstrual cup? It's the same thing though like what if they go up too deep (laughs) conversation on that but to me I feel like people put so much emphasis on a man who wants erotic pleasure right and they make it 
they make it hard for men to say what they want sexually. But we all like, we should be able to tell what we want sexually and do what we want sexually right. without judgment. But we put so much judgment on men. So these men aren't able to fully explore sometimes heterosexual men are able to fully explore their sexual desires without being told they're gay or without being told they're weird or whatever but a woman can have you know the desire to have a woman eat her pussy and they're not you know being told that they're gay it's it's all exciting it's like yay she want a pussy good girl we can do a threesome you know exactly so i feel like if a man wants to be physically penetrated by his feet by his lover his female lover i feel like that allows you to know that he's not trying to be with a man because you can go get penetrated by a man anytime you want to Mm -hmm. but when you want it from a woman that's different and that's a different level of pleasure for this man in my opinion for a heterosexual man that's a different level of pleasure for them right and i feel like they should have the right to explore that pleasure you know it's a lot of things that are being stimulated anally. Women, you know how you feel if you like anal sex. It's going to feel just as pleasurable to a man. So I don't feel like it's anything wrong. I feel like men have the right to have their erotic desires fulfilled mm-hmm. just as much as women do if it's safe and if it's healthy. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, nothing that's harming anyone else. They have the right to get it fulfilled. And I think we need to take that. Stigma. those blinders off and allow men to, to receive that pleasure hell now if i must admit i watch porn and i love it i don't know why but i love to see these men getting pegged by these women <laughs> <laughs> why why is moaning that? and groaning girl they be oh. loving that. <laughs> i watch it honey i don't have no shame go ahead <laughs> first time you brought up pegging I was like what in the world is pegging I had no idea until you explained it last time so when you was like we're going to talk about this this time I really dug deep into looking up some stuff right I so, figured you did that's why some let you leave the conversation because <laughs> I had a feeling girl you had some things to say I was like, let, me, let, let me get my glasses straight right so I had some, <laughs> I had sex so what I thought was quite interesting is the stigma like we said why is it that heterosexual men are stigmatized for being able to be open to their women, right? Because that takes a big level of trust, first oh of all. Oh my gosh, such a huge to, level of trust. Exactly. To be able to say to their lover, their wives, that, look, this is what I like. This is what I want. And then for that woman to be able to say, okay, thank you for trusting me enough to to allow me to do that, right? And to even hear out your pleasures and what it is that you want to have done. To know that just like when we have orgasms, we have our G-spot, they have what they call a P-spot, right? Because it's their prostate is back in there, two inches away in their anus, and it does the exact same thing. So for women that are listening, like when you think about you've had an orgasm from your G-spot, think about what that is for a man when Mm. he has the exact same feeling for him. Yeah. So when I was reading some of these stories about how some of these men were saying that this is their desires and once the first time they ever had it done, that that's definitely something that they continue to do when they date other women. It's like first off in their conversations about sex and mm-hmm. that they had this one guy said he's done it at least 15. You know, he's had about 15 women that he's dated through his life. 
Um, another guy said he was married to his wife for over 20 some years. Ooh. And he had told her like maybe 10 years in and she just was always saying no. And then all of a sudden, one time she decided after she had her child, she was open to it. Right. And he realized then how much it had heightened their relationship, their sex life, everything. So it was really informative to get this information. I think that we as a society make it as taboo because we don't hear about it as much, or maybe men don't even feel open enough to even want to speak about it and share their experiences because they will be judged. Unlike us, like you said, if we had a threesome with two women, oh, everything's, oh yeah, I want to join in that. But as soon as you hear a woman say, I want a threesome with two men, immediately that's taboo as well, right? So we need to be make, be able to allow men to be open more with what it is that they want. And as, mm-hmm. as women that are dating them, we need to make sure that we're considerate to their feelings and share and letting them share honestly about their desires sexually. I definitely agree. Thank you, girl. That was a good little wrap up right there. <laughs> you did that. You did that. I love it. Well, I think that, you know, everything that you said is definitely true. Again, guys, let me just go back over what pegging is because I don't think we even kind of really said it. But of course, pegging is when a woman uses a strap on doing anal sex with a guy that's basically what pegging is however a lot of the times you know we keep saying a woman because that's normally what pegging has been related to a woman but they also said it's not even assigned to genders because you know a man can use a strap on on a woman if he feels his penis isn't you know as of size so technically if he's doing it anally that is still considered pegging so i wanted to make sure i say that too because i don't know i I always say the same thing when it comes to it's when a woman penetrates a man's anus (laughs) but it's any form of penetration with a strap on in the anus basically of course we already know we kind of talked about how it definitely feels good Especially if a woman is doing it to a man, you know, imagine that level of power, girl, you may feel, right? you know, pegging <laughs> your husband or pegging your, your male lover. Uh-huh, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, of course, it could be used to BDSM play with a little, and a lot of people actually in the BDSM world utilizes pegging with blindfolds and handcuffs that's just part of a lot of bdsm play of course you know tips make sure you research the size dildo you want to use make sure you research the type of strap women that you want to use research the type of dildo because you want to make sure you know the width the length all of that you want to make sure of use lube lube is so important Silicone-based lubes aren't compatible with silicone toys. So you want to make sure you're using like a gel-like or a water-based lube for it. What else? What type of stimulation do you want? Do you want to use a cock ring? Because some women, you know, they can get that stimulation from that ring because it Mm -hmm. vibrates, right? And of course, the man gets some of it too, depending on how deep the woman is going. If you want to use any type of vibrator, because you may not want to necessarily be penetrated by a dildo, 
or a by strap on, but you may want to be penetrated by just using a vibrator. What right. type of vibrator do you want to use? Of course, you want to talk, talk, talk about it, discuss it as much as possible. Don't just go into it without talking to your partner about it. Decide on the type of positions you want to use. Just be open and honest about how it's feeling to you throughout the process. Making sure that you're starting off as slow as possible if this is your first time. So you may want to use a finger first, do some anal massaging, Mm -hmm. things like that. Just to kind of get the muscles used to, you know, the muscles relaxed and easier to open up. What else? I don't know if I have any more right now, any more tips. Oh, aftercare. Let me see if I have some aftercare tips. Well, my main thing is making sure that you are like, maybe you want to take like a warm bath afterwards because those muscles, you know, of course you want to relax those muscles uh-huh. as much as possible. So they're not, so you're just not as in much pain. So warm bath is, is pretty good. And of course, discuss it afterwards because it's just, it's important to have right. a talk about how it made you feel, what things you want to try differently next time. Do you even want to do this again? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's move on to erotic <laughs> lactation. So it's really, it's called lactophilia. And lactophilia is basically when a man breastfeeds on a woman, a man or another, a woman too. Another woman. Breastfeeds, an adult breastfeeds, basically. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. And it is done as sexual pleasure, of course. So it's called adult breastfeeding relationship, ABR. And it's where you literally you breastfeed your lover and they suckle out milk. And there are different ways, like you don't have to be pregnant or have a child or have ever have been pregnant, honestly, to stimulate the lactating muscles in your, the lactating ducts in your breast to produce milk. There are different ways. I was shocked. Look, I had kids and I did not know that could happen. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, it does happen where you are able to stimulate your breast enough to produce milk with a child, without a child pregnant or not pregnant. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, lactophilia is is derived from sexual pleasure from watching a woman lactate, sucking on a woman's milk-filled breast, or having sex with a lactating woman. It Sometimes the sexual arousal is enhanced by the woman also being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of men prefer lactating women post-pregnancy. So I don't know. What do you think about it before we kind of go dive deep into it? It's interesting because when you think about women that are lactating, or instantly you just think about a baby. You know, you <laughs> never really think about anything else. Though I have heard that some people have taken their breast milk and put it in jars and then sometimes they say it's sweet. So they'll use it for their own coffee as a creamer or cereal, things like that. So as I was reading, there was this one story in Sun where this lady in the UK said she actually breastfeeds her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she said she took off from work to start breastfeeding because for him to start suckling, to start generating those milk the ducts milk, to start yeah. coming out. And I was like, wow, okay. Because that's when I started realizing I did not know that our bodies could actually do that without having a baby. So it's very informative. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who don't actually carry their child 
who may like use a surrogate, they are able to breastfeed their child based on that. You know, it's just having the baby start suckling on the breast a little bit at a time. There are some also some, you know, of course, lactating pills and um, different herbs and things like that you can also take. But yes, women who don't actually have their own baby can breastfeed their child. So our bodies are simply amazing. It is. Um, It is amazing. Yes, 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 yes. There has been a rise in lactation pornography because of, I guess, how erotic it looks. And I am one that likes, I love breast play. So that's one thing about me. I'm a breast play type of girl. I like for you to suck on these things, (laughs) all that type of stuff. So, you know, when I would, when I was nursing, like at first I get what you're saying because you said that, you know, think of a child, you don't ever think about it, you know, with adult doing it. But right. I think people forget how much pleasure they do have from having their breast suckled, you mm-hmm. know? And that was one of my fears when I had my baby. I was like, okay, I'm going to breastfeed, but I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. right. I hope I don't come from her sucking on my breast. <laughs> like I, I was for real because my right. breasts are very sensitive. However, totally none of that desire was there Mm -hmm. it didn't feel the same it didn't feel erotic it didn't feel pleasurable but once she wasn't sucking on them anymore and you know I mean for the day or whatever and if me and my wife had sex I would want her to suck all up on them you know and it's a different because again you know when you have a child yes it's a totally different feel your body is responding to that but when my wife would be on them, my body responded and I would be like, baby, suck some milk out of <laughs> They're engorged, they're engorged. <laughs> yeah, suck some milk because I wanted to feel that feeling because it, it's going to be a different feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So, but she was like, girl, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> when she was sick, we went on a cruise and she was sick and I was pumping. And, you know, I was pumping and storing my milk because I could store it on a cruise. Girl, I was like, girl, you better drink some of this breast milk. It's going to heal your cold. And she drank a little bit. (laughs) She drank a little bit. Did she get healed? (laughs) It did help her cold. It really helped her cold. You want to know what's funny? On another story, this man states after breastfeeding on his wife, his ED reversed itself. What? Because we have natural healing abilities, Yes. He said it when he started drinking just regular milk after it didn't do anything. His, he had ED. He went back to just a test if it had to do with the milk itself. Nope. It wasn't just regular milk. It was from his wife. And you know what probably happened too? He probably was more stimulated, right. more turned on, the eroticism mm-hmm. of it. So it it made that thing rise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have nothing to do with the actual breast milk itself. It's just the fact that you suck in this breast milk from your wife's breast, mm-hmm. and just imagine how amazing that is. You know, and, yeah. and to think of just the amazing ability of for us to produce milk, but then also as an adult, you're sucking on it and you're drinking some of that milk. That could blow your damn mind, right? It <laughs> makes. Blow your mind and get you up at the same time, and get right? Get you up at the same time. Like that is such an increased level of pleasure. Yes, it's just, yes. it, it puts you on a whole nother sexual plane. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see that happening. 
I get it. Yeah. And I don't think it's anything wrong with it. Oh, nope, so I don't either. If it's something you want to try, if something you are thinking of doing, talk to your partner about it. Of course, you want to make sure there are no open sores. As usual, because when it comes to exchanging fluids with someone, make sure there are no open sores. Make sure you have consent. Make sure you feel you feel comfortable allowing this man or woman to do that to you. And, you know, the person that's doing it, make sure you feel comfortable doing it to them because some people just may want you to suck on them. So, right. so definitely just, just as always, just make sure you're being safe. We do know HIV can pass through breast milk. It's not highly as likely, but it can. Because, of course, you know, you think about it's a fluid coming from your body. Right. And then also if there are any sores, if there's any blood in that breast milk. So just, again, just making sure you're being sexually safe when you're trying these different things. Okay. Our last one, girl. <laughs> Let me stop because it ain't that bad. But <laughs> when I used to have sex with men, I never wanted this. This was just not my thing. You know, I don't need you coming on my face. So, Neither. okay, so our last one is when a man comes on a woman's face, the desire <laughs> for him to come on her face or jizz, as they say. I don't know why they say those. Well, they call it a facial. I know that ain't a facial. Or a facial. I ever wanted. And they said that, so somebody wrote, facials are degraded and that's why they're so hot. Again, that's back to that power play, Uh that submissiveness, I think. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I feel like it is a way of dominance over a woman. You know, when you watch a lot of porn, they always have, when a woman is giving a man a blowjob, him jizzing, coming, squirting all over her face, right? Yeah. Even when if she's even if she's deep throating him, instead of coming in her mouth, he take it out and ah. Right? And that's what I would think. I would think the <laughs> the bigger desire would be to come in her mouth, right? But nope, pull it out all over the face, hair everywhere. It's like, are you painting Picasso here? What are you doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I just, I find it to be. Some people like it. Of course, like we're saying, it is definitely a way of dominance over a woman. That's the way I see it anyway. Someone says it comes off as misogynistic, right? But to each his own. That's not something that I ever had an interest when I was with men at all, ever. Not once. Yeah, it wasn't something I was interested in. I I don't want it all on my face. I barely wanted to taste it. So <laughs> you took some one on my face, but no, yeah. not, not something that I desire. And I agree. Like, why can't you just come in the mouth? But the sense of it is, is especially in the pornography world is to show women or the viewers that you are in control. Right. Exactly. That you're in control of what's happening. And even when, girl, I hate when I watch a porn and I see the woman sitting there waiting for it. She's like, <laughs> like, waiting for it. Waiting, yep. <laughs> come on, daddy, come on. Like, okay. Yeah. That's horrible. horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I just see the, I do see the degradation in it. I do see the misogyny in it. Yeah. That's what I see when I think back to all the porns that I've seen that. That's how I feel about it. So, yeah, I think so too. I think it's, it can be degrading. 
But I think what's done in, in confines of your marital bed or your sexual bed or whatever mm-hmm. is your own business. And if that's something you actually like done, then who am I to stop you, honey? You enjoy you enjoy that man coming on your face. <laughs> Get in your facial. Um, you enjoy your facial. Then some women, girl, rub it in. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what they but do. But you know, I do think about women who swallow. They feel like swallowing is such a turn on to them, but also to the men. To the men. So it's right. like, because a lot of men don't like to see a woman spit it out. So this it's like swallow. But I, I always have some slickness for people on that. I tell them, if you don't want to swallow, you don't have to swallow. And you don't have to show them that you're spitting it out. You suck it when it comes. Keep sucking and let that stuff flow back down <laughs> and he's gonna think oh my gosh you just got a wet ass mouth and then <laughs> when you finish you go get a little hot towel clean him up he'll never know the difference Shad. he'll think you swallowed that thing nice and good <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one girl that's definitely a good one that's how you do it girl let me tell you when it comes to that that's something i know about honey give it some head <laughs> but it's miss <laughs> girl so this has been a very good show tonight yes so our advice of the night um my advice of tonight comes from a woman who asked if it is natural for her to desire she had a fetish her fetish is to be a basically be like a baby like a, a kid and okay. and when it comes to sexual play, I don't feel like it's unnatural when it's something that's within you, right? Unless it's something again that harms someone else. Mm-hmm. If it's nothing that's harming someone else, and if that's something your partner is okay with, with you acting like a baby, acting like a little kid, because I watched that one. Oh my gosh, what was that show called? It was a show, and they talked about it. And she would call her husband daddy, and then she'd dress up like a little girl and. Then she'll say, I want to have a play date, daddy, you know, stuff like that. And it was to me, it was a little weird to me because I didn't know if he had an affinity for young kids. However, again, I feel like a lot of times when we do not shame people for their fetishes and their desires, it allows them to act in their desires in a healthy manner right so not to say that he did have an an affinity for kids but what if he did and he used that as a way to with his girlfriend and she didn't care she didn't mind it you know and now that's a way for you to express yourself sexually while being safe not harming Mm -hmm. anyone right you know so i don't think it was anything wrong with her the girl that wrote it i don't think it's anything wrong with you expressing yourself sexually as a, you know you want to dress up like a kid and have sex with your husband role play is something that i feel should be encouraged as long as again mm-hmm. it's safe and healthy so if that's how you role play and a lot of people role play like that they don't role play as a little kid but they role play as a teenager in their little right. school girl outfits and that's nobody right. said anything wrong with that you know so that's true that's true you talking about strange sex series that strange sex series i think that's what it was strange mm-hmm. sex i think it was but anyway any final thoughts there before we wrap up today listen 
Whatever your fetishes are, whatever you want to do in your household with your lover, you do. Long as you're safe, protect you, be open. Again, we are always stress that being open and honest and communicating and have fun doing it. That's right. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, we thank you all for joining another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We hope you all have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Until next time. <laughs> thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.